And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the Music Freaks. You want to hear some good music? Just, l- just some, listen to this intro. Some just, of the soft sounds that you'll get. Just listen to this intro. This ain't no freaking Carpenters, okay? Oh, dude, don't start on me. All right. This is early, and I ain't had a nap. <laughs> We're about to hit the post right here. Right now. That was the first the post. Now we can talk up the rest of it. Slap that bass. Sing it, son. Side by side. I'll be yours forever. I don't I bet ninety percent ninety I bet ninety-six percent of people don't know who this is. Not of our listeners, because they all probably know, but of um of the general public couldn't tell well, you. Well, that's a I'd damn shame. Ninety-nine point one percent of the people wouldn't know this. Ah, that, I tell you, I bet. That's people, a that's a shame. Yeah, it is. That's a damn shame. That's why we're. That's that's why be, we're. The title of this show should be "It's a Damn Shame." I know. Yeah. The Underachievers Part One. Right, and I called it. I called it the. Uh, what did I call it? Late bloomers. Yeah, there you because, go. Because some of them have stood the test of time. Right. Long before the fact that they didn't, they weren't big hits at the time. Well, this song and this group, actually, the reason I want to do uh, start the show off today with Toto was uh, a couple of reasons. This was an underachiever because it didn't didn't make the top 20. It almost did. 22 is where it peaked. But the other reasons what, I have... I'm sorry, what year was this? This was uh, 87, I think. Yeah, I totally whiffed on this song. Did you? I never, I never heard this song. Stop. Yeah. Really? I mean, I heard it when I played it. I went, oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. When you said Pamela by Toto, I said. 88. Huh. It peaked in 88. Yeah, dude, I, I was so out of it by then. Well, Toto, um, as of this recording today. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe you actually were able to walk in. I thought you'd be flattened out. Well, hold on. I'm gonna. Uh, well, hold on. I'll, I'll use that excuse here or, or another reason why we're playing Toto here in a second. Okay. Today, in 1978... Toto debuted with their first album. Did you know that? I, I knew it was the fall of 78. Yep. I couldn't have told you the date. Yep, it was today. Hold, but Hold the line. But hold I, the line. Hold it. But, you know, I've been bitching about yeah, Toto. Forever. Because they were supposed to be in Jacksonville this past March. Canceled the show like two weeks before it. Because they're touring with some band named Journey. Okay. Um, Tony's been bummed. Uh, so I've been really, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been pretty pissed off about it. But uh, as of like uh, yesterday or day before, they are actually going to make a stop in Jacksonville in March with Journey at the arena. You know the only other person more excited than you are, my son, Paul who th- Reed, who thinks yes, who thinks Toto. Toto's the shit. <laughs> Toto is the shit. I, I, you can say what you want to about what some this, bands. That's what that twenty-eight-year-old says as well. Yes. I mean, they're just they're like 40, uh, what is it, 44, 45 years together? 44. Yeah. At least as far as their album coming out As far out as today. the album, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he's way into them. And he's, because uh, I, I joke about it, I said, okay, Africa was good, but it was just another song in 1983. Yeah. And then he was like, it couldn't have just been another song <laughs> in 1983. I mean, he was like incredulous. And then I said, yeah, and don't stop believing peaked at like number eight or something. Yeah. He's like, no way! Yeah. What are the other seven? And yeah. so I find him, and he was like, "It's all trash." Yeah. <laughs> he was beside himself. Love it. And so now Toto and Journey are coming, 
And it's like you're gonna there's gonna be a 28 year old beaming because those two well, bands I, are coming. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm going for Toto. I don't give a damn about Journey because Steve Perry's not there. Yeah, but that you know. And goes, I mean, yeah, but that guy sounds a lot like. Well, him. yeah, sure does. A karaoke band or a cover band can sound like that too. Right, you get Neil Neil but, Sean and yeah, the cover band. Okay, yeah, there you go. But some people like that. Arnell I know. Guy. I hear he, I hear he sounds good. He can hit some notes, yeah, but yeah. he's still in my mind Journey. And when you say journey, I always immediately think of Steve Perry. And I got a friend who uh, listens to this podcast occasionally who doesn't mind going to see a band that has like the original, only original person is the bass player. He's he's okay with those cover bands. Okay. He's okay with the name and going, I'm going to go see Foreigner. Yeah, and, I was thinking Foreigner too. Mick Jones yeah. and, and a bunch of other cats. And see, Foreigners, to me, is not Foreigner without Lou Graham. Right. It just isn't. That's what I hear. And Styx isn't the same without Dennis DeYoung. Yes. Even is, though... Is this the trend yeah, to desert see, moon? Yeah. Oh, God awful. Yeah, well, he kind of deserved to be kicked out of that band or whatever happened because... Yeah, Mr. it was going for south. For Mr. Roboto alone. Thank you. And then making him dress up the way he made yeah. him dress up in tour. Yeah, it just got ridiculous. <clears throat> no, it, was, it did. It really was. Oh, here we are, episode 21, John. Number 21, we're legal now. I know, we right? We can drink in every state. Woohoo! Look out. Drink during the show. What are you talking about? Well, that's always happened. <laughs> uh, here we go with another round of shots. How do you think we get through this? No kidding. I mean, I know we've been friends a long time, but damn it. Right. <laughs> hey, by the way, our next episode, it's happening again. What? Misheard lyrics. Oh, good. Yes. So we want your input. T Man and John at gmail.com. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, and then we'll uh, compare that to the real lyrics and probably get a good laugh out of it. We normally do. We do, and they're always great, and thank you. It's, our, it's certainly, without a doubt, the, they are. the best episodes we have. But now, we want to feature these songs, and we say this is the Underachievers Part 1 because we could probably make 28 shows out of this. And thanks to you, you'll help us make these, too, because yeah. I know there's some. And no, I know you don't walk around maybe knowing the chart position of some of these songs. Exactly. So, which is crazy, that we might be telling people, Okay, this song only peaked at this. Yeah. And then people will go, what? Yeah. And these are people who love music. And these are songs you know. Yeah, and exactly. And can't believe. Right. My son, my, yeah. if my son listens to this, yeah. he'll go, what? Yeah. It peaked at 40. What do you, you know. <laughs> yeah. he'll get I all, know. He gets all Ralph Cramden about I, it. Well, I do he's, too. He's 28 years old. I know. It's hard to believe. But some of these songs, you are really going to be shocked when you hear these songs and say, that only made it to what? Exactly. Yeah, because these songs are still... Play it all the time. Folks know them, mm-hmm. love them. Um, They've gotten bigger with time. Oh, absolutely. Some they of have. them have gotten historic. And then, yes. My list, at least, my list has some that should have been a dang hit to begin with. Yeah. So I got my should have been. Yeah. And some of my perfect world and a perfect world, these songs are hits. So it's kind of a combination of, of late bloomers and of songs that program directors really screwed up on. They did. And then uh, did. just songs that, why, what the heck? Why weren't, yeah. why weren't program directors playing I know. this song? I know. It'll make you scratch your head. You may lose some hair over this episode. You might lose hair. Yeah. You might lose hair. By the way, you said the word historic about a minute ago. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Historic Jacksonville. Hi. They're a page on Facebook. And I got the notice about a week or so ago. They added us to their page. Our our podcast, T-Man and John, the Music Freaks, a little podcast 
over here in Jacksonville, FLA. Tiny podcast. We are on Historic Jacksonville, their page. Well, that's cool. I, mean, I know. I was. I have no idea how we got there, but I certainly do appreciate thank you. it. And yeah. I don't know if it was my friend, I'm just thinking, my friend Paul Borsier, who does his own show down in, in, down in Fort Myers downstate, area. Downstate, yeah. yeah. Downstate. Um, he he's always you know he's big into the history thing. He used to be the yeah. curator of Mosh up okay. here and did all the history stuff. Yeah, and he does the Jacksonville jukebox with me on YouTube. And um, so maybe he did. I was just thinking about maybe that. Maybe, maybe I'll text him. Yeah, but anyway, how cool? Enjoy this episode of the Underachievers. Yep, and it's funny. One. Here's how Tony and I look at life. Tony calls these people underachievers, and I call them late bloomers. We are the ultimate compliment to each other because you are glass half empty. And I'm glass usually overflowing and spilling on the counter, and I got to look pick it up with a. Yeah, you're towel. you're a messy guy. <laughs> See, that's what you get out of this. I get it. I'm the most positive guy I've ever met, and you're but, going. You're the biggest mess I've but ever. But you're met. cleaning up the mess because you're overflowing. That's damn it. exactly right. There I, you go. True on all counts. Yeah. True on all counts. See. All righty. Oh, and there's uh, if you look to your left, Tony. Uh, yeah, there's the audience of none. The audience of none is in. So That's we right. thank you for showing up, and we appreciate that. <laughs> Enjoy. If you, you can jump in anytime your mic is open. Sure. Say anything you'd like, okay? Sure. To nobody. This, this is when we have the sound effect of crickets. <laughs> is that when we throw that in? Yes. <laughs> Best I can do is Buddy Holly. Oh, ah, now see. Hey. hey oh. En- enjoy the veal. Enjoy That's the right. podcast. We'll be We're here, here all, all week. week. No, we won't. No, no. Um, and I did hear from uh, little Amy, uh, little Amy, who, uh, and she and her son, they like the shout out that I surprised them oh, with the shout out that, okay. that he listens. That her son Cam, yeah, yeah, uh, who is a teenager, yeah. listens to our podcast independently of his. Mom. How cool! So thank you, Cam. Shout out to everybody and thank everybody for tuning this. I thing know, in. I know, we really do. Yeah, and we'll shut up and start playing songs. Let's do that. Okay, your list, my list. What do you, you want to do? You go first. You want me to go first? You go first. This, I, this these is, are in no particular order, no by the way. There's order. no ranking. There's no top ten on these because. Uh, I just I think all these songs totally got ripped and gypped and w- uh, whatever you want to say. And we, we wouldn't have to say whose list this is because this one has a bunch of Huey Lewis in it. So take a while. Oh guess. dear God, it's not a lot. What's seven? I have a dozen? Li- eight, what do I have a dozen of, here? Eight out of the twelve. No, are Huey that's Lewis. bullshit. No, is that nine? nine. No, out of there's 12. three. Ten of the twelve. Get off me, man. <laughs> just hit a damn song right. and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> man, oh man. Hell. Just take those old records off the shelf. Sure, you're thinking this has got to be a number one smash yeah. back in the 70s, you John, would when think. you were in high school. You would think. This song became a bigger hit because of Tom Cruise running around in his underwear on Risky Business. That's exactly what it That's was, what happened. Man. I know. Because this song was out in 1979, and nobody gave a damn. Not even, I don't know if the record company really cared. It only went to 28 for Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. When did they actually release that in the order of that album? Because that's the album Stranger in Town, right. which had so many So many songs. hits. But that song, still though, if you listen to Stranger in Town all the way through, mm-hmm. that song, I don't care who you're sitting in a room oh, with, yeah. they're going to know it. Yes, it, 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 they're going to know it. It has lasted on many a uh, rock and roll dance floor. Any yeah, kind of d- DJ. You, you oh. know, you've DJed yeah. a zillion weddings and reunions. And reunions, it's huge at reunions. Yeah, it's huge. It's one of those great songs that lets uh, white people dance. Exactly, and, and they do. <laughs> Whether they can or not, they do. Exactly. Um, but and, then in '83, when Risky Business came out, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise had that scene. There, the song had a rebirth. Yeah, because of that. Because, because there of was that no movie other reason, yeah. and that scene. But I mean, as far as the charts go, twenty eight 
That was its peak. Yeah, a big number 28. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I've told several people that before because they were thinking the same thing. Oh, that had to be a top 10. Right. And then, the, you know, you got to remember the era that it's in. That was in uh, d- disco. Disco. And so when he's, you, yeah. know, you know, don't even try to take me to a disco. Well, but right. It wasn't anti disco back no. last year, as far as everybody thought. Right. Um, right. So. That song just should have peaked higher. It it's sure as hell should have. So I don't know whose whose problem that was. Capital. It, cap. What was it? The fourth single. It might have been, but still, look at Thriller. Uh, look at Rumors. Well, before um, yeah, I mean, Rumors, I'll, I'll give you Rumors. You know, I mean, well, you wouldn't give me Thriller. Well, Thriller happened afterwards, and they learned how to. That was squeeze. still a greatest hits package. I know they learned how to squeeze every last cent out of an album. Yeah, I know. And the worst single, "This Girl Is Mine," was the first one to come off of that thing. And nobody cares about that one. I'm a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) All right. Singles. First single on that album, still the same. Great song. Great song. Hollywood Nights. Yeah, great song. We've Got Tonight was the third single. Okay, which I loathe to this day. How do you loathe that song? I just, I got sick of playing it. Old Girlfriend? No, I was playing it every other hour. When? 1978? When you were at Forest. I, but yeah, when I got into adult contemporary radio, 10 years later, we're playing it like oh, it was new. Oh, you're playing like the Kenny and yeah, no, Sheena version. No, please. And Another then, one. And then Old Time Rock and Roll came out in March of 79. Because st- the album, Stranger in Town, came out in spring of 1978. Okay, but still. We were a whole year before. But I, still. I mean, still. Commoners, really? Commoners. Oh, yeah, thank you. Okay. I mean, wouldn't you think that song would have gone higher than 28? Oh, without a doubt, I'm totally on your side there. Yeah. I'm just saying, I yeah. thought that, man, because Capital made it the fourth single. It wasn't that high on their priority list. Either. I guess not. But it, it was huge. In the, and that's the thing. We always got to forget, rock radio was huge. Yeah. And the, in the late 70s, probably it was all the late disco. 80s. Yeah. Rock radio had its own format, and that yeah. song was huge. It was on rock radio. You couldn't get away from it. But but still, I I don't get it. I get there you. are some things in the musical world. There are a lot of things in the world. Period. I just don't get. But yeah, that's this is one of them. Like how how toast is made. <laughs> I don't think think about that. Okay, here's the next. One. Yeah, how about this? How about this? Really? Elton, listen to those strings. All Buckmaster strings. Arrangement. I, I, I think I left the whole song in here. This is so great. Yeah, I know it. Did people not embrace this song because they didn't know a leave on in their life? I don't know. I don't know. 24. 24 for Elton John. Just for those strings alone. I know. Oh, that part. Uh, uh, 24. Twenty-four. I have, I have my own Elton really? John on my list. But. Now you know what's funny. Yeah. Well, the, there is another big one that mm-hmm. people will they'll find out how big it wasn't on the singles chart. I know. And once again, this is early 1972. But this is Billboard, the top 40, the top 100, all the pop songs. You know, it's a the, the it's one big chart that was like a conglomeration of all the formats. But even still, this is what pop radio was playing all across the country. And for some some reason. This Elton John didn't make the top twenty because either. they had to play "Sweet and Innocent" by Donny Osmond. Oh, all and the bubblegum shit! They You're had right. to play yeah. uh, "Chickaboom." By Don't Daddy you just love it? Dewdrop and all that kind of <laughs> junk. You listen to the old Casey Kasem's countdown. Oh, I know. You listen to those. God and you're awful. thinking, wow, eighty percent of these songs are kind of miserable. God awful. And especially, I don't know why Casey never did a top thirty instead of a top forty. Know, that especially crazy. number thirty-one to forty were absolute 
foundations for houses. They were bricks. I mean, just the worst shit you could ever think of hitting the pop. And I'm going, what station in Poughkeepsie is playing this maybe 80 times a week when everybody else is playing it like 10 times a week? Exactly. And that's how those songs would generate and get into Casey's Countdown because there were some smaller stations that played them three times or four times more than anybody else would. Mm-hmm. And that's how the chart, you know, well, Don't you just love it? Oh, yeah. Chicka boom, baby. Um, Elton yeah. John released your song. That was his first big hit. First big hit. That's how he got on the map. Everybody knew him then. And, and then he hit L.A. And then he put Friends out um, from the Friends soundtrack, which was kind of a yeah. odd, beautiful song. But it was. And then Levon was the next single. It was the first single from Madman Across the Water. Yeah. And then how, how that, could that not be successful? Exactly. After you had a top 10 hit just one year before. Yeah. It was so weird. I think I it was just the orchestration. But I back don't know. then, I thought it was more wide open where you had a lot of the bubblegum junk. But then you would get some funky R&B uh, song that's kind of a left field song that would peak in the top 15 at least. But this one, yeah. I was stunned. Yeah. I mean, I know. Stunned that that song wasn't a bigger yeah. hit because it was in my world. Yeah, it, my, mine sister too. Owned, my sister owned the albums, and so it was a huge hit. About okay, now let, let's put ourselves in the program director's chair and think about it for just a second. Here comes a song, and it's like six minutes long, mm-hmm. five something. Right. Do you think maybe they just didn't want to play it because they would have to edit it? Yep. And those songs were just too long. It's like, oh, no, we got other songs to play. And it takes how long to get to the chorus of that song. You think, yeah. here, here's some background stuff that you happen, that happens in radio yeah. where you're listening and it's like, oh, if you don't start singing in the first uh, seven seconds. Yeah, you're dead. And then you better get to that chorus in, right. what, 20 seconds or whatever they used to say? Yeah. yeah. If you don't get to that chorus by the first half a minute, man, it's not even going to be a hit. And, and did they? And did some program directors, maybe too, they were offended because he said, Jesus? Yeah. Maybe I mean, so, maybe, maybe, I don't know. True. Think about that. Yeah. Just two years before, yeah. I mean, John Lennon was saying it as an expletive, like, Christ, you know, it ain't easy. In, uh, yeah, Yoko. That got banned in many, ballad. many cities. I, oh, it did. Many cities. It still went top 10. It did. But it got banned in many cities, especially back then at that time. Um, but that was always like the, the Jesus movement happening, too, in the early 70s. So right. you had a bunch of spiritual type songs. Right. Called the Son Jesus. Yeah. And I thought... Well, that should have worked. But it should have worked. It, it, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, there's a lot of thought about going 50 years, 51 years back yeah. when we can look in retrospect and think that's a great song that lasted. Yeah. That's true. I know. All yeah. right. So, this song lasted. Next. This band. Next. Now, I have a theory on this one, though. All right. No okay. static. No static. No static. Uh, uh. I like that there was no static on this song. Steely Dan only made it to 22 in 1978, and I truly believe it was because the movie sucked. <laughs> Even though it was a radio-related movie, yeah. I mean, I just it was painful. Yeah, that was a painful movie. Uh, I, it wasn't one of those feel-good, oh, I got to see that again type movies. Ain't no, no way. I went and saw. It. I couldn't wait to see it. But what an outstanding! What an outstanding soundtrack! Best freaking soundtrack probably oh. ever, as far as a yeah. great combination. That that oh. and American Graffiti, I would put up with two yeah. of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. but FM, that was a that was a sh- piece of shit from '78. I mean, yeah. I just, Martin I, Mull would be in. that Yeah, movie. yeah. I, I, that was another. He 
I don't know. He he. Linda Ronstadt singing live. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett in there. I know. And you had some big names. And you big sure stars. did. And, and the, at the time, Linda Ronstadt couldn't have been hotter. No. In either way, shape, and, or form. You want to use will, that word? We will, if you want to, jump ahead and and since you mentioned Linda Ronstadt. Uh, that 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 song is on my list. It is on the list, and we'll get to it in, in okay. just a second. Okay. But right now, while we're talking about Steely Dan, let's go back to one of his other songs when he wasn't with Steely Dan. <laughs> it's the first solo effort from Donald Fagan. <laughs> You've got provisions and lots of beer. What the hell? The key was survival on the new frontier. What a oh. freaking groove! Oh, now see, now you talk about an album that was deep, and programmers just didn't get it. No. It just didn't get it. Now, IGY went top 10. No, it did not. It didn't? No. We could have put IGY on this because that only went to 26. How did, it must have IG, been an AC hit. IG, it was. Okay. It was. For top 40, though, they couldn't embrace IGY. What the hell does it mean? Why do we want to play this? It's, right. Uh, Not when I can play another Christopher Cross song. There you go. In 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or Errol Hall was, and John Oates. But it was or, right up the alley of that uh, soft rock Oh, right up time. the alley of the soft rock of the yeah. early 80s. And there was so a lot of it like in it the was early 80s. Anachronistic, where it was out of sorts with right. all this other hello again, hello. Ugh. That kind of, you know, Neil Diamond, AC, yeah. Barbara Streisand, oh, Barry yeah. Gibbs stuff. Yeah. IGY fit perfectly. But it they, sure did. It, but I guess they didn't know what the heck it was. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I don't know what it is either. Yeah, but I like the sound of it. I do too. But, but with New Frontier. New Frontier. Oh. <laughs> Just to hear him say, there are certain words you love hearing people say. Yeah. Like uh, Marvin Gaye can say the word darling all night. And I'd go, uh nobody says darling better than Marvin Gaye. Right. Uh, Daryl Hall can say girl. He can say the word girl. Girl. Yeah. Nobody says it better than Daryl Hall. Yeah, you're right. And uh, like Marvin Gaye. If I could build my whole world around you, darling. Darling. And all the darlings he uses. He does. A lot of darlings. Donald Fagan. Nobody should say Tuesday Weld again because Donald Fagan says it You're right. Yeah, you're right. She's got a touch of Tuesday Well. Right there. Tuesday Well. <laughs> if, if Tuesday Well's name comes up, I always say it that way. Tuesday Well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I, I really believe Donald Fagan was too slick for Top 40. Yeah. He was, he was too, it was it was almost too jazzy mm-hmm. uh, with, with the flavor of adult contemporary uh, not so much straight ahead pop because it was like, okay, if you really call him pop, how do you designate him in the world of pop? Because right. pop is either straight up, you know, bubblegummy, happy, ba 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 ba, just kind of not as instrumentally deep as Donald Fagan could ever be. And on the counter, the, the counter to that though, George Benson had a crap load of hits at the same time. I know, and he's as jazzy. Turn as Turn your love around on Broadway. The, when he's like you know singing his oh, leads and yeah, stuff, yeah, I know. But it's a, it's amazing how that song just didn't hit. I think you're right on the first point is that they didn't know what the heck it was. They, they just what they couldn't. The I, what IGY was? They couldn't. Yeah, they. Just, I don't know IGY. It sounds like a grocery store. What? I'm singing a song about a grocery store. I'm not playing it. <laughs> oh, I never thought of no, that. that IGA. That's, that's IGA ball. IG, no, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I'm not playing that crap. And where's the other guy? Are where, we where? going? Are we going to the IGY today? Oh, wait a minute. Wrong store. <laughs> what a beautiful, what a beautiful grocery store it, it is. could be. Aisle three. If only you had more dog biscuits. <laughs> and here's the song we were talking about. Well, Damn, be loud. Wow, no, she just she she can belt. Yeah, she can. Another great song. Yeah. Great Warren C. Vaughn song. Underachiever. In the FM soundtrack. Another right, now another FM soundtrack. Uh, so was it maybe because the label wasn't controlling that and they were... the, the I think there were a lot of politics going on with each label. 
And and I think that yeah, they really were fighting. sometimes they were, that happens. They were quarreling, and the movie sucked, and it was just yeah. <laughs> yeah. That only went to thirty one. And, and, and that, to it me, a, it's one of her better songs. Mm-hmm. Period. Love that song. I mean, it's on Warren Zevon's first album. Yeah, and that's one of the greatest debut albums ever is Warren Zevon's first album. But I would rank that Ronstadt song up there with "When Will I Be Loved" mm-hmm. and love "You're it. No Good." And I mean, I just and uh, yeah, but oh yeah, just anything she did. Anything really? She was on such a roll. You couldn't have gotten really nobody. There was nobody bigger um, female singer. Because the BGs were seventy eight, right? But outside, say seventy seven, yeah, you you don't get bigger than Linda Ronstadt no. back in the day. And I guess rumors, uh, Fleetwood Mac would be up there. But oh she yeah, was, they owned it. I mean, then. she's an equal to them, to me, of all those people. Yeah, and just because she didn't have you know a, a thousand hits, she was always strong with everything she put out. I loved her version of Heat Wave. Yeah, she oh man, it. great song, she rocked it, great version, and. Um, there was another thing I was going to say. Oh, about Terry Linda Clark Ronstadt. had a country hit with that song too. Heat Wave. Terry Clark, yeah, she did a great job. How on about it. that? Yeah. Really? No, no, she did a great job on Poor Poor Pitiful Me. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I just don't know how thirty-one. Who else would say? Who else would use wearing blender in a song? Warren Zevon. There you go. And you know the lyrics on the original song. They've got some other uh, lyrics in there that Linda edited. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like. In- can One you? of she'd ask me she asked me if I'd beat her, oh, and then she took me to the Hyatt house. I don't want to talk about her. That's the song. It gets it gets crazier. Oh wow! The song goes nuttier on in Warren's version. It's worth. But she kind of edited that her she, way. Yeah, they trimmed that. Yeah. <laughs> they trimmed the. She asked me if I'd beat her part. <laughs> wow! Because that's Warren Zevon. The same thing with well, like, lawyers, guns, and money. Yeah, which actually happened from a true story. <laughs> that Warren Zevon was literally in the back of a truck in Mexico. And they had been drinking and gambling all night, and they're in the back of a truck, and they have nowhere, they have no idea where they're going. And Warren Zevon and his friend are looking at each other, going back and forth, going, "Dear, you know, he's like writing a letter, you know, a fake letter, yeah. going, uh, dear honey, send lawyers." And the guy goes, "And guns," and the other guy goes, "And money, money." Yeah, the shit has hit the fan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now, enough of my Warren Zevon patronage. <laughs> Let's move on to this song, which. I say of all of the ones, I think of mine and yeah, yours. Yeah. I might have yeah. one that might blow people away, but this one, of, of all of the ones that we are going to feature today, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are others, Yep. but this one, to tell you it peaked at... 25. 25. 25. This song peaked at number 25. Yeah. But, and everybody knows it and sings along with it, and especially if you're in a bar getting drunk. I can see the whole place, everybody's swaying on yeah. the chorus. If you're in if you're in line at the Crystal Drive Through, everybody's yeah. singing this. Yeah, you're right. Which is basically the same as a you're, you're drunk right. in a bar. You're, you're right. right. Okay. They're just not leaning on each other. Yeah. Sing us a song tonight. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I do want to. I do want to look and see the songs that were bigger than this song, this song peaked. Well, what was ahead of it? It was 1974. Probably some Barry White. And probably everybody. Hell, there's 24 <laughs> songs ahead of it. Daddy Doodrop's <laughs> follow up to Chicken Oh, uh, uh, 74. Oh, Terry Jacks had to be ahead of that. Dung, yeah. dung, dung, dung. Oh, that piece of shit. Dung, yeah, dung, dung, you. dung. Good God Almighty. Yeah, but you that, know, you just, it anthem, really man. makes you want It's a total anthem, but I will say this Billy Joel, two of his big songs, that being one of them, he thought that one was boring. This song? 
piano man. I'm kind of with him on that. Yeah, he he's like, you know, it really just it's like the same old thing. Da, 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 but that's the re- that's the sing alongness of it. That's, that's the why people of it. love it so much. Absolutely. It's not musically challenging. No. And that's but, what he wants. He likes playing what is the what was that song, The Entertainer? Where oh, he does yeah. the where he's yep. doing that on the piano and yep. it's making that yep. incredible noise. And uh the other song he he just he can't stand performing anymore is We Didn't Start the Fire. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, a little bit of history lesson there. Number one song, though. Hello, that one went to one. And programmers got it in 1989, but they couldn't figure out what the hell Piano Man was in 1974. The only one I the only part of that uh, we didn't start the fire. First, nobody blamed you for starting it, Billy. And right. then secondly, uh, Belgians in the Congo. Great yeah. line. Great line. I know. Just And I think that I read later that he said that's the that was kind of like, I love the fact that I could put Belgians in the Congo in a song. <laughs> And I thought that's my favorite line of the song too. You know, whether you, whether you hate like or hate that one, it's just that was ge- just genius to me. I mm-hmm. mean, writing a history lesson in four minutes. Yeah. I mean, just you know, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, nobody's no. blaming you. Bill. Nobody's blaming. Them, nobody's yeah. blaming your generation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, that's the one that blows me away. Billy Joel Peake get twenty five with yeah. his anthem. I know. With his anthem, the piano man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're going to spruce it up a little bit. We're going to new wave it up a little bit to yeah. nineteen eighty two. 82. 82. 82. Yes. And if you like this guy, you're wondering why the heck did it peak there? I know. Damn if you do. Damn, Damn if, if you don't. don't. I'm supposed to get a rest next week and know that when I want. Working for a living. Working, Working for a living. And throw some Huey on my Working song. for a living. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, that, that was that was the first surprise for me from Huey. The as, first surprise. Uh, the first surprise that you... Because that was a follow-up to Do You Believe in Love? Which was and a that went top, to seven. That was a top ten, yeah. And it went to seven. Okay? Then, on the same album, you have that. Yep. Everybody knows it. Everybody's heard it. 41? They sang it on Fridays. 41? Remember the show Fridays? Of course. They sang it on Fridays. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's the first time I heard, I saw them live or, you know, on television live. So, so I mean, how in the hell? And they had the great video. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like they didn't do a video for that song. Right. And it wasn't. It was all what, over MTV. How in the world? All over MTV. 1982. Is it yeah. because you, hello again, yeah. hello. Yeah, too busy in the sap. Was it? I don't know. Because I don't know. I don't. believe in love worked. But, you sure did. But the fall of 82, you had. Eye of the Tiger, you had what yeah. else happening in the fall of 82. But, but, Hollow Notes, Man Eater. I know there were a it, lot it of big work. songs. I know there were a lot of big songs, but still, that song should have done better than 41. I mean, Casey Kasem never featured it on the countdown because it didn't make the 40. <laughs> Al Martino in 1973 made the damn countdown. Here he is with the theme to Cleopatra oh, Jones. Oh, my Lord. I'm like, how in the hell are these songs in this countdown and working for a living isn't? I was amazed at that myself. Yeah. When I finally saw that, because back then we didn't have, I wasn't in radio officially then yet. Yeah, that's so right. So I didn't have access to Billboard. Yeah. And so when I got my Billboard book and I saw it, I thought, 41? What yeah. are you high? How, because yeah. once again, listening yeah. to rock radio, yeah. they were playing the fool out Okay, of it. now, you say, hello again, Neil Diamond. Hello for example. again. Yeah. You got to say it that way. Okay, thanks. Um <laughs> Now, here's another Huey. Let's hit another Huey, because this is another one. And it's called Hello. No, it's not, but it does start with H. I'm hard-headed, but baby, I love you. Dun, 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 dun. And I hope you love me like you say I do. And I hope you love me like Casey you say Casey barely I do. played this. Barely. Yeah. 
Old school? Yeah. Old school? 36. 36 in 1982. Will you maybe... Same agree, album. Well, you might agree that... Um, that's not the strongest hook. No, but, but... it's a great song. 36? And it, and, it, and it fits all the parameters we want from our 1982 right. songs. Right. It's because... Right. It's, it's AC sounding. Yes, and totally. And AC... sings his butt off, and it's also retro at the same yeah. time, because it pulls off an old school yeah. R&B feel. Yeah. And why couldn't that have been a hit? I, I don't know. Okay, we saying bad label on this one? Or are we saying Chrysalis couldn't produce a promote this well, one right? Well, they they probably didn't. They, they were, were a smaller. Two they after were a, the first one. They were a smaller label. Do you believe in love? Was their signature there? And they couldn't help themselves but play that one because it was such a smash hit. Co-written by. Do we know who you know who co-wrote that song? Hope you love me like you say you do. No, the uh, Do you one? believe in love? Oh, oh yeah, but it escapes me right Mutt now. Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. Yeah, yeah. That was his first. Mutt was all one over of, the one charts. Of his first, yeah, all Robert Mutt Lang was all over the place. Yes, he's he's the one who Svengali'd ACDC into Back yes, in Black, yes. and Svengali'd uh, Def Leppard into everybody, Pyromania. Everybody, everybody wanted to work with him. Mutt until, was all over the. They place. wanted to work with him until they worked with him. Right, and then he was a real. There pain weren't many the follow us fups after no. that because Def Leppard was like, "No, we're good." Yeah, he they, was he was hard to work with. Yeah, yeah. And Shania, and Shania was he was hard to live with. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, yeah, that contract was, uh, yeah. But he brought he brought her some hit records. He sure did. Yeah, okay. He sure did. Uh, okay, so now one more Huey, and then we're done with Huey, and you can stop whining about me picking fucking Huey. Why? Okay? I mean, Why? Hey. Uh. This, this one's even more amazing to me. From the huge movie franchise, Back to the Future. Yes. Power of Love goes number one. Yeah, Power of Love gets nominated for, a, uh, I think, an Oscar song. Probably. Great guitar. Didn't rhythm. win it, though, but still. Power of Love, number one, two weeks. That was the follow-up that never charted because the record company didn't release it as a single. They didn't. How in the hell do you come off of a number one smash with that big ass movie in 1985, and then they follow it up with two more? They say, eh, we're good." Yeah, you just stop. No, we working. only want we only want one hit from this soundtrack. You stop working the soundtrack. Now the rest of the soundtrack, granted, was more you know instrumental stuff and whatever. But right. back in time, interesting because rock radio once again, I would say maybe a top ten hit at rock radio, maybe. That was it, or or am, no. I, am I thinking wrong that the no. rock station we had in town at the time was playing a lot more pop music than maybe they, other they, rock stations? They played some because there was a hole in the market at the time before WAPE right. went top forty on the FM. And you got to think that because we were playing the only thing that was closer to top forty at the time was us when we were working at ninety five, which was a considered oh, yeah. had to be an urban station. We, we made it a churban, and we so and we, we crossed over with we a lot made of songs. it as pop as possible. We could. There was a big hole in the market. Yeah. yeah, a huge hole. So they played it. Rock 105 would play uh, that station. Well, they played Beat It and never said uh, yeah, Michael they, Jackson. They just said hey, it was Eddie Van Halen. Hey, Eddie Van Halen's been doing a lot of work in yeah, the studio. He's on Here's this one, one of his songs. Right. Yeah. That's how they would intro that. Yeah. But back in time, why would you not work that after a number one smash just before it? That's I don't. Weird. I don't. I don't know. It's just mm. the things that make you say. Hmm. It was a number three. It was number three on the rock tracks. Was it? Yeah, it, it charted nowhere else in the whole world. No, because they never worked that song pop. They, they never released it. They worked it on the rock station. And so. here's another amazing one for you that they never released. We could put this on another edition, but now that I'm thinking about it, another huge song by someone you know. You know the song. You've always heard the song, but that was never released either as a single. Same time, 1985. Madonna's Into the Groove. 
Really? Never released as a single. Wow. Never. Never. Darling, but everybody in the world played it. Darling, I used to get into the groove. Darling. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, just... How, I don't know. As, as a radio really? guy, I just, I, I'm just i sitting there playing Top 40. How in the heck did we, did we play it? Did we play it at your radio? Uh, at, at, at 95? Uh, at 95, Ape, uh, I-100 in Daytona. Oh, yeah. Hot Rock and Flame Through That's in right. I-100. We were all over it. Yeah. I mean, it but was But it just, wasn't officially a single? No. It wasn't even officially going for no, airplay? No. Never released. Man, they missed the boat on that one. Big time. That's crazy. Peter Gabriel. That was a, that was a big one for him. <laughs> hi time. there. It starts yeah. with hi there. Hi there. Yeah. I went to eight. I'm on my way. I'm making it. And that was the follow-up to one of the greatest Sledgehammer. songs ever. Yes. Yes. One of the greatest songs See, ever. See, that made sense. You're on a roll. You just had a number one. Right. Why not release another single? And, and they does, did. In your eyes, and that's a huge hit. And, well, in a whole not, different... No. Was that, that one of you, was, can that be on the list? That was another adult. It could be, yes. In your eyes, is not on... It could be a, It could be in a future list of ours. Holy moly. Yeah. See, I'm re. And I'm they released it twice. Album. They released that song twice. They did it from the movie. Yeah, when he did a John Cryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, that album has grown in importance in my life just because it's such a great album. Yeah, that one's grown bigger than it was in eighty when it first came out in eighty six. Right, it's gotten bigger in my life. Yeah, and I was like, man, I love it with an I album. I like, oh yeah, I always liked that album. But now I listen to it and like, oh damn, man, what was I? What were you I thinking? I was missing yeah. some stuff. You yeah, know? you were. Man, yeah. you just listen to "Don't Give Up." Yeah. You listen to Don't Give yeah. Up, and and then you get back with me, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, get back with me. <laughs> Just get back with yeah, me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the songs that didn't chart. Now, I got to tell you, I did not know this song from Tidal. And oh, then, really? And when it got to the chorus. But it, you knew it on the chorus. It took me on the chorus, and I thought, oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I had so forgotten about yeah, this song. I know. So nobody, evidently nobody, played this one. I've been my eyes and the moment is over I guess another day has passed But it's just another day It's just another day Now what is so different about this song from his other one? Ten years. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Just another day The follow-up to Key West Intermezzo. I saw you first. Yeah. So, so you remember had, that one? He had that rebirth when yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Wild Night. Yep. Key West. Yep. And then this one. Yep. That's John Mellencamp, Just Another yeah. Day, 1997. And yeah, and he's touring again. Yes. By the way. That one didn't make the top 40 either, so Casey never played that in 97. It went to 46. That's interesting. Just Another Day. And coming off of those hits, once again, you think, or there may be programmers like, yeah, we know we gave him two. But, but that's ridiculous. They are that's ridiculous, ridiculous. But we know programmers who are ridiculous. We, uh, we do. We, <laughs> to this day, we do. <laughs> None are in this building. I'll no, tell you. well, wait a minute. Let uh, me you don't think? Let, let me look. No, he went to lunch. Well, no, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He went to lunch. <laughs> oh, he's not out. Well, does that make him out I'm to lunch? Making, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, thank hey, you. Come on. My, well, all right. Uh, making friends, winning, <laughs> all influencing over the place. people all over the you place. You sure as hell are. That's how you get to where I am. Yeah, yeah buddy. Waking up at four in the morning. <laughs> for for 23, 30 years, <laughs> whatever it is. 117 oh, years. Oh, dear God. Oh, let's get it local here. Yes, do that. Great song. 38 special. What a great song. The great Don Barnes. Yeah. Rock 105, I think, played this every hour. I think, I think. they did. It might I have been part of the FCC requirement. I think so. I think so. It was required in Jacksonville for sure. Yeah, but they were but, on a roll, man. They oh, were on a man, roll. Oh, man, they were on a roll. Wild Eye Southern Boys and uh, 
um, uh, caught up in you and uh, all around the early 80s. Just huge. Oh, rocking into the night. Just yeah, huge. And but, that was one of those. But Fantasy Girl went to 52. Yeah, you, you could have never convinced anybody in Jacksonville that song went to 52. Anywhere. I know, but a huge rock song. But on the pop, they didn't give a damn about 38 Special they, at that time. No, they just didn't. At that time. And then, of course, Caught Up in You comes out. And uh, what was the other one? There was another top 10. It, but it was, here's the one. Um, um, Escapes me right now. I'll, I got to look it up. It's driving me nuts. Go ahead and look it up right now. It's driving me nuts because hold on I, loosely. I know. Yeah, it said hold on loosely. Yeah, that's that was it. a big rock hit, but yeah. that was one could be on this list. Hold on loosely to me, I thought would have, I would say easy top 10. It was. It peaked at 27. No, no, wait a minute. Hold no, on wait loosely. A, wait a minute. At 27. Hold or 28. on to your, Hold on to your book. Hold on to your book. Here I'm going go. off the top of my head. I'm saying it peaked in the 25 to 30. Which one now? Hold on loosely. Hold on loosely. You nailed it at 27. You sure as hell did. Because I remember being stunned the first time I saw that yeah, in, yeah. on a chart. I well, Rocking Into the Night only went to 43. I know. That's crazy. Hello. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You Keep Running Away, another great song by them, 38. Yeah, they were great rock tracks. I mean, they were hitting they the rock were, tracks. But... So you heard them a lot if you okay. listen to rock stations. Okay. All right. All right. Now, wait a minute. Okay. Now, I'm going to debunk that right now. Hold up. Hold okay. up. 38 Special does Second Chance. Remember that ba- uh, slow, mid-tempo, oh, easy yeah. AC Max, song? Max Gronenthal singing lead that. Yeah. Went to, that. went to six. I know. Okay. Well, they were too rocky? Oh, <laughs> not my. With, not with that one. Oh, no. With the, with the previous, I'm saying. Right. They was too rocky for Top 40. We but gotta go. Let's early, go mellow. And, and, yeah, and, and by uh, then, mm. Southern rock had kind of lost its flavor. Uh, yeah, I guess. You know, you think about late seventies, probably the peak of Southern rock. I guess, but that second chance, I I hated playing that. I, I did because I'm like it being thirty eight special. Exactly, I did. Yeah. Now, if somebody else would have done it, like maybe I don't know Dennis DeYoung or right. something like that, that would be more acceptable to me. I understand. But thirty eight special, it's like, what in the hell wimp train did you get on? And that's near and dear to you because I mean, a lot of the guys in that band went to your school a few years before they you. They did, of course, but they yeah. were far as graduates. They were, and so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I had a kinship with that. It was hurtful. And I've got a friend who I've got a friend <laughs> and painful. Second, <laughs> you might need a salve. That's right. Please, do we have any? I've got a friend who who finds that song. That's his favorite Thirty Eight Special song. Second chance. And I would say you're not from here. Are no, you? he's sure as hell is exactly. He, he he can't be. He didn't get the whole thing no. of Thirty Eight being the region yeah. and what they were, what they meant to Jacksonville. Yeah. And then some carpetbagger comes in when Don Barnes leaves the band. Yep. And Max Max he go, went by Max Carl at the time. Uh huh. But his name is Max Gronenthal. Right. He was in Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, and they were one of the great party bands in the of course, country. Of course. And then he joins this band, and they do this one. It would be like Leonard Skinner doing this song. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Leonard Skinner with me singing it, or you know, somebody, you know, <laughs> well, somebody who can carry a tune back <laughs> in a bucket. <laughs> but it wouldn't even be with, uh, you know, like Dale Krantz singing it. No, right. it's somebody else. Yeah. See. And so. not and not not named Van Zandt. Right. No. Uh-uh. But we're not bitter. I want to. I want to make that you very took, clear. You took second chance personally. I want to. I want to make that very clear. I'm not bitter. I'm just. You know, I am. Oh, I am what I am. All right, one more on my list, and I'm dying to hear yours. Okay, and we'll now this. Now this early, early in their career. Mm-hmm. This was a huge song in the UK. 
Yep. And didn't do shit here. It was early but MTV. It was 1983. They were showing it on MTV. And it was... Getting into all the new wave stuff. Right. And you would have thought it would have been bigger because, like, Blight of Me was Science and Jeopardy and all this other kind oh, of yeah. new sounding stuff would Absolutely. have been out. This song has so much going for it. Duran Duran was hitting hard oh, in 83. T- that's, that's a perfect analogy. You know, I because mean... Because they had the cool sound. They had the cool look. Yeah. And then... They th- did. This song goes nowhere. Right. Well, you know just why. Soft and slippery. Wasn't this on Little Jen's um, list oh, yeah. of, uh, of oh, numbers? Yeah. Little, little Jen and Michael Hutchins. Are you kidding that me? Was her, that was, I knew that song would be in her numbers. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. In excess with the one thing. Yep, the one thing. Shabu Shaba, I believe, was the album. Oh, yes. Very good. And, um, I don't know if I could have come up with that one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have pulled my Shabu Shaba. No, if you do, boy, it, it hurts. It's painful. Yeah. Um, I hate when that happens. Oh, don't you, though? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the one thing was their first single in the U.S. and it topped at thirty. Now I'll tell you another one that followed right after that that I love a lot, and it was another stiff. Huh. Don't change. Oh yeah, don't change yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. And that went to eighty. Dang. Eighty. That was a good video too. They did not hit the top ten until eighty-six. Hell, they didn't bow, hit the top bow, forty bow. after the one thing. They didn't hit the top forty until what you need. Wow. Yeah, that and then it was like okay, a couple more stiffs after that, and then finally, bam! Here comes the album Kick, and boy did it kick! It, it did. kicked everybody's ass it, off the charts. It sure did because it had Need You Tonight, Devil Inside, New Sensation, Never Tear Us Apart. Wow! Yeah, all in a row. All in a row. <laughs> Pretty amazing. All, all in a row. All top ten. All, all of those. top ten. And okay. So, but it, it's just, it's so weird to see some of these songs that just couldn't even uh, get a break. No. It was crazy. Couldn't buy one. No, and they couldn't buy one. Yeah, you're thinking these songs didn't go top 10, and this is the one. I think this is one that we have mentioned in the past. We probably have. I think this probably led us to doing a, a show like this. Yep. Because I brought this one, I brought the next three songs up, basically, so I'll do them in, uh, in okay. rapid order All right. since we have spoken about them. Go ahead. This song, probably a top 10 in the Jacksonville area, but there's some northeastern stations who just couldn't play songs that sounded really 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 black you know and so uh, they just didn't get southern soul yeah they didn't get it and didn't think that the their listeners would like it uh but they were but see that's the problem a lot of these guys they were really overthinking a lot of these right songs. because they're dead wrong yeah <laughs> exactly. I, I know what you're, what's your opinion well you're wrong yeah, <laughs> i don't want to do that but that's but you're wrong about this Oh my lord. The Wicked Wilson uh, Pickett. Oh lord. This song was song. number one in the South. But I guess folks in Oregon. They didn't get it. Didn't think they could get Mustang <laughs> Sally. Oh, what a great song. Yeah. 23 and, was its peak. And The Wicked Pickett. Yeah. Well, we're on Wilson Pickett. Yeah. This song is a standard among standards of any band that's ever played yeah. a note. Oh, yeah. And for any DJ who wants to throw it back, yep. go back in the day, everybody's going to dance to that song. Yeah. And it peaked at... 21. 21. That's the one I always throw out to people. Yeah. Yeah, well, Midnight Hour peaked at 21, so you can't really just rely on the choice. No, no you can't. And I think it was a, a geographic... Uh, racial thing among the racial lines of program directors thinking okay, so that what, their audience Okay, so what were they thinking it. in 1966 with Land of a Thousand Dances? One, two, three! 
I don't know. It went top 10. Yes. Okay. All of a sudden, he's a success? Maybe people are saying, oh, you know, the Wilson Pickett, you know, uh, we're fine. You know, my daughter likes the Wilson Pickett. Maybe we should listen to more of the Wilson Pickett. And then they only embraced him one other time with a top 10. And then when he changed his name to Wilson Phillips, it was better in the mm. 90s. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He, he became three people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While we're talking oh, about... Oh, wow. Sorry. Hold on another song. Here we go. Oh, Come no. on. One more day. Uh, yeah. This is Eddie Floyd, yeah. who is still alive, still with us. Is Eddie he? Floyd, 85 years old. He's knocking on wood still, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's still... It's working. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Baby. Baby. That song barely made it into the top 30. Baby. Now, that, that was but, probably you know, 66. But, but you know, Amy Stewart. She she did a disco version and went number one. Uh, you want to, you want me to look up Floyd? The barber? He went to 28. <laughs> oh, it was, that, was a, that was a great song, Floyd, Andy. That was a, that was a wonderful Floyd. song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock on wood. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, 28. 28 for Eddie 28 Floyd. 28 for Eddie Floyd. I'm jumping all the way into this decade. Okay. Is it this decade or maybe late last? No, it was late last decade. Okay. Uh, 2018. There's a song that Keith Urban put out. Yeah. And this is where I'll put into the category of pop programmers totally missed the boat on this song. Yeah. Maybe because they were two country artists. Uh, they totally missed the boat on this. Why because, in the hell does that matter? Because they're idiots. And, <laughs> and country... Probably didn't play it as much as it should have. It didn't go number one, yeah. which every song in country radio goes number one. Well, not this one. But not this one. And I think because we thought it was too pop. This is one that falls between the cracks of formats. Okay, so so you say it's not country enough. It's not and, country enough for country. And pop is saying it's too country. And pop is probably saying it's Keith Urban and, and, and Carrie Underwood, so they probably sound like So because uh, because of that, because of that, they wouldn't play it. One of the catchiest songs I would say I've ever, ever heard. It's one of the catchiest songs. So here it is. All right. Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood. Okay. And it's going to take just a little time, but you're going to see that I was born to love you. What if I fall? I won't let you catchier? Wow. No kidding. Carrie Underwood singing the chorus to this I know, song. right? That is one of the coolest songs I think I ever heard. It's and called The Fighter? The Fighter by yeah. Keith Urban. Yeah. And I, if it went pop, it barely it barely grazed pop. And it should have grazed a lot more, a lot of things. And it's such a cool song. Such a great... Uh, he wrote that song. He wrote the uh, at least the first part of it. Um, he originally wrote it for Nicole Kidman because she was coming out of the relationship with Tom Cruise. Ah. And he writes, I, I know he hurt you. Uh, and that's the first line to the song, you know, but hey, I'm going to be your fighter. You know, what? and she says, what if I fall? I won't let you fall. Just a beautiful, uplifting song about love about from two people. And and it just didn't resonate because people wanted to hear something else in pop radio. And evidently there weren't enough mentions of trucks in this one to be a hit in the late <laughs> 20 teens in country music. Oh, I don't wow. think there was alcohol or a truck in that song. Well, on the country chart. That uh, that song went to uh, number eleven. Yeah, which is which means a stiff in country radio. Yeah, yeah. For two superstars like that, right? And then uh, on the pop chart, that it was debuted. It debuted on at sixty nine. Hmm. That's but, what I'm saying. But um, anyway, that, I, I, that's that's strange. Those are, that's that's a cracker. That's a cracker right there because yeah. it falls between the cracks. 
but just a great, Jeez. great song. And if yeah, if I turn somebody onto this song out of this whole podcast, then it was worth it. Yeah, no kidding. The Fighter by the Keith. The Fighter. By I, Keith I do Urban. remember that song, and I remember hearing it thinking, okay, yeah, this is going to go through the roof. And I love the and fact. And obviously it didn't. And it didn't. And I love the fact that Keith Urban still does it in concert, even though it wasn't one of his you know bevy of number ones. Right. He still does it in concert. And I love seeing that because like, I love that song too, Keith. I know why you keep this in your lineup, because you that's probably you think your best song. Mm. All right, we move on wow. to the 60s, and it's a little bit past their prime. Okay. But they're still putting out great music, and you're wondering, how did this song not go any further? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beach Boys. <laughs> song called Darling. Yeah. Carl Wilson singing his butt off. Yeah. This isn't beachy enough. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm beachy enough. And then you, I can't go surfing in this shit. What's how, that? How can I surf in this? And then yeah. the harmonies come in. Oh, yeah. Horns. That ain't the Beach Boys. No, it's too slick. There's horn section. Yeah, it's too slick. We can't play that. Singing like a rhythm and blues singer. Or something. Yeah. What is he? Who does he think he is? Eddie Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, that song was just one of the greats. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of great pop music in the late 60s, uh, like the Beach Boys put out, that just kind of got forgotten because, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- th- those guys are so uh, pre-Sergeant Pepper. And and that happened. To, and I think that happened to the Beach Boys. They kind of went out of fashion. You know, they went over to England yeah. in the late 60s, and they were still wearing their kind of matching shirts and stuff. Right. And they went over there, and they they got laughed at over in England because you're like, hey, you guys aren't with it enough. Yeah. Well, and, and they were considered to be square. They still putting well, out they, great pop music. Yeah, they weren't part of the British invasion. <laughs> right. And they weren't even part of the new psychedelic thing. They, yeah. They even were, though Brian Wilson was consuming more psychedelics than anybody in duh, England, period, duh. combined. Um, yeah, Darlin went to 19. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 19. Miss, miss Justice. Some yep. kind of justice. And I think it's because they thought the Beach Boys were out of were out of fashion. Well, I'll tell you, and after, that's true. after Good Vibrations... They didn't have a whole hell of a lot of success. No, they were. They were missing in like Wild Honey. And it's yeah. automatic when I do it again. Do it um, again with the 20. Right. So that's that's what that was basically their peak. Wild Honey was 31. Yeah. I mean, the only thing they really had after Good Vibrations, they had Heroes and Villains, which went to 12. <laughs> now that's weird because that's a funky weird it song. It is a funky weird. D- Darlin was 19. Yeah, sure. After been that, everything else was a brick there's really a, on the chart. There's a great song on that list probably called Breakaway, which I think probably peaked at 60 something. <laughs> I can't break away what? from. Yeah, you're pretty good there, Johnny. What was it? 63. Because I remember thinking, this song wasn't huge. Yeah. I remember hearing it like at late night on the radio and thinking, it's one of the greatest songs. Well, after Good Vibrations, they had one top 10. So it was probably, it was just, they were just out of fashion. They and that were, was, and that was if you want to guess, I'm going to hit you with the year, 1976. Oh, they did the re- remake of rock and roll music. They did. That yeah. went to five. Yeah. And then after that, a absolute, an absolute hunk of dreck in 1988. <laughs> I, th- you talk about being pissed off when this song would come up on my playlist when I had to work at Y103. Oh, my God. We were playing this song like every other song, Tony it seemed would, like. Tony would call me oh. and tell me I'm having to play this song again. Oh, Coca Blow is coming up next. <laughs> he would actually call me at home on the, on the landline. I so badly go, wanted to call I've it. I've got to play this piece of crap yes, again. I so badly would want to say Coca Blow on the air, but I know I couldn't do it. I'd have been fired. Kokomo. What the hell is that? Aruba. That you talk about a coaster? 
I would def- I would I don't even know if I would put my beer on that. Oh, I don't know. That's funny as hell. Kokomo. Kokomo. What a hunk I, I of oughta. shit that was okay. by the Beach Boys. And this wasn't a hunk. This is a great song. It was his theme song basically for the most part up until the 70s and no couldn't get a hit. And it's knowing I'm not shackled <laughs> by forgotten words and bonds Glenn and Campbell. the ink yeah. stains that are dried upon some line. Well, he had to do Rhinestone Cowboy to get noticed, I guess. Exactly. You in the back Up until Rhinestone Cowboy. This was his theme song. It keeps you ever, ever gentle on my mind. How, how much easygoing does it need to be? And there's a commercial out now. I can't think of who it is. Really? It's some insurance company or something like that. They're using Gentle on my mind. Are they really? Yes, they are. That's an interesting song, and yeah. I, I, was, I was blown away that that wasn't a bigger hit because it was huge. Yeah. It was huge in my house back in the year that it came out. That but... went to 39. Oh, dear me. That's crazy. <laughs> That's almost 39. A... That's almost as crazy because but then he, you know, he ended up with huge hits, Galveston, and by the time I get to Phoenix and yeah. my favorite Wichita lineman. Yep. So well, he, Wichita he caught up. Wichita went to 3. That's when people noticed Glenn Campbell. Boy, they should have. And uh because that was his first as his first top 5, first top 10. First top 15, What? John. what? Really? First top 20. Holy moly. Yes, his first top 20 went to three. That's incredible. Galveston was four. Um, And then he had like the Dreams of the Everyday. No, that wasn't a big hit, Dreams of the Everyday Housewife. And, uh, no. Uh, then uh, he, did th- a, he, then he, he and Bobby Gentry did a... Uh, yeah, all you have to do all I have all to do is dream. dream. 27. Yeah. He just, he couldn't get out. After Wichita Lyman and Galveston, it took till... 1970, it's only make believe went 10, and then wow. a bunch of bricks. I mean, bricks. And then, and then Rhinestone, Rhinestone Cowboy came out of nowhere, really. In 1975. That really came out of nowhere. It's funny to think that you think of Glenn Campbell's being a nice arc of a career, yeah. but man, he hit the bottom. That was, you know, he was dealing with a lot of his bottle problems oh, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Some of it self induced. Yeah. And the label going, Glenn, we can't count on you. Right. We're just, we're not, we're not going to give you the best song. But Capital. Was his that was his label wow. all the way through? Sure enough, it was. They took care of him. Yep. Okay, this one, this is there's just no there's no rhyme or reason why this song was peaked at twenty nine. Well, I'm gonna write a little letter, I'm gonna mail it to my local DJ. Roll over, freaking Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, it's the jumping little wow. record. I want my jockey to play. Wow. Uh-huh. Roll over. Mm. Roll over, Beethoven. I gotta hear it again. Chuck Berry had his big hits. He yeah. had, of course, he didn't have a number one until my ding-a-ling, dear oh, God. Oh, I know. Now, see, that's a farce. <laughs> that's a farce. That's a farce. <laughs> but he had some other hits at the time, and he was able to climb the charts with Johnny B. Good and some other songs. I but still, how I Roll still, Over Beethoven peaks at 29. I don't, I don't get that either. But I, I still, you, you, uh, you never can tell. I, I just I, not because of Pulp Fiction, not no, because of that. I love that song. Just the song. Emmy Lou Harris did a great cover of it yeah. back in the seventies, and I oh. loved her version. Uh, just some of the the imagery, the imagery that Chuck Berry brings up in that song. Yep. That Tony's talking about. Uh, you never can tell. Great the song. cooler Raider was filled with TV dinners and ginger, and ginger ale. ale. Oh, yeah. they were playing. The, they were high five phono man, yep. but they let it blast. Let it blast. Uh, rocking little records, all rock rhythm and jazz. Yeah. But then, yeah. as the the sun went down, the rapid tempo of the music, the music fell. fell. C'est la vie, the old folks. Yeah. Goes to, goes show, to show you, you never can tell. Some dun, of the greatest dun, 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 dun. poetry is lyrics. Yeah, just ever. Chuck Berry was one of the masters. But that song, of uh, poetry, is uh, that song though for him was a, a real change. Mm-hmm. It was a standout from the Johnny B. Goods and the School Day and yep. the 
uh, no particular place to go era. Because they were all basically the same bluesy, you know, oh, yeah. one, four, fives. But th- yeah. that one comes out oh. with, uh, especially with the P- uh, with Johnny, what was the guy's name? Johnny uh, Johnson, Johnson on the piano. Yeah. Dude. I know. Dude, dude was all over it on that I know. one. All but yeah, it. my ding-a-ling goes number one. <laughs> Once again, we understand that that's one of those straight well, debate because, enders when you go, well, yeah, but my ding-a-ling was a big Because hit. lyrically, it was suggestive. Oh, yes. And it was he never said what people were thinking. Right. But what they were thinking, they were like, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. Play that again, the ding-a-ling song. Play that again. The 11-year-olds can sing it without mom yeah, getting upset. Yeah, exactly. Quit singing the song about your thing. Right. <laughs> And two weeks, number one. My, oh, God. Two weeks. Mr. Insult, Mr. Injury, Mr. Injury, Mr. Insult. <laughs> this song should have been a bigger hit because of the band and because of, well, yeah, it's a great song. Brad Delp. Rockin' song in Boston did, and oh. John fixed this one. I, 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 why am I not surprised? Well, that's a great song. It, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was if all right. I said what's I, I, on my mind, I didn't embrace it. You turn and walk yeah. away. I didn't embrace it. Amanda, eh, I got tired of that after, you know, maybe like four plays. I was over wow. it. Wow. I was over it. Oh, yeah, if it wasn't, I, if it was wasn't, it. uh. I was over it. It wasn't smoking or rock and roll band or, or, uh, 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 what's peace of mind? What is it? Uh, peace of mind. Yeah. All I want is to and, 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 and you know all those songs too. Don't get me started. But I, now that we're on it, um, <laughs> you know they had so many songs off of that first album that just didn't do anything. No, I mean once on again, it was, too, it was too rocking. I mean that's why more than a feeling is going to be your song. Well, yeah. Anything but, else? Long time was probably a top ten hit. Hell no. Long time wasn't. No. Once again, that was where rock radio started filling in the gaps because rock pop radio. Wouldn't pick some of these songs, and rock radio started growing like crazy in the '70s because they said, "Well, you're not even playing the best song on this album. Yeah, that album, that song is Long Time or Smoking or anything else right. off that album. Right, Smoking, rock and roll Let band. They were never they were never released as singles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, way too rocking. Way well, yeah, Peace of Mind, 38, 76, Long Time, 22. But then Don't Look Back. Oh, okay, it's a new album. That well, that goes to four. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, that, yeah, that was uh, I, that was anticipation. Yeah, it was anticipation. Yeah, to me, feeling satisfied. Yeah, oh, feeling satisfied. Oh, what a rocking tune! My, <laughs> my old buddy Wayne, he had a red Camaro, and he rigged his car. Literally rigged his car. He put bookshelf speakers. He mounted them on the doors inside the Camaro. I'm not kidding you. I rode he to had, school with a guy like that. Yeah, he had a, he had a red Mustang. He smoked the red Marlboros. And we would wear those cassettes out. We Pe- had, feeling yeah. satisfied and party. Oh, we would go deaf over the guitar riffs in, Bu- in his car. Buddy Strickland had a truck, and there used to be like 10 of us that would pile into a truck and go to Wendy's when I went to Lee High School. Yeah. Uh, we would pile into Buddy's truck, and we would drive up to Five Points and go to that Wendy's yep. for lunch. Yep. And we all, and all he had, that's what he had. We Boston. listened to the Boston's 8-track. Yep. And, and <laughs> instead of giving him gas money, we bought him something else at now, the what, end. Now, do you remember... He had an eight track. Do you yeah. remember what song would fade out? No, I don't and piss remember. You off? I, I was, I was, I never sat in the front seat. I usually oh. just jumped in the back. But you always had that clicking sound. Oh yeah, that the, you used. yeah, the, that yeah. <laughs> oh, that's enough to torque anybody, yeah. man. Oh. Tell me how you feel, and yeah. then they would fade it out. Fade it out. How you feel? Yeah. And then fade it up. Yeah. 
imagine oh, that. I know, just enough to really torque you, man. I just oh. oh this one, oh. this is a song. Uh never charted. If it did chart, maybe it charted like way, 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 way high. And I'll give uh, ninety five point one credit because they would play it. But it was at the same time you were there. This is in the nineties and or late eighties. Uh, maybe you weren't there. But they would play this song. And What's, what year? Oh was no, this? it was late eighties. What year was this? Eighty eight, maybe eighty nine. Okay. Yeah, I was gone. And they would play. They would play a funky song. They would play a song that wasn't going to be a hit, but it had a cool vo- a groove to it. And they would play it every so often. I was always thinking, always, hey, nod to those guys for playing a song that at least had a cool groove. Well, maybe they got a concert out of it or something. Yeah, maybe they, once again, you know, that could have happened. Yeah. I remember they did Love and Rockets, I'm Alive. I remember so they, alive. So alive. But well, that was huge. And that ended up being a big hit, that right? That went to three. When it first came out, it was way early and they were yeah. on it. I'm like, wow. Good. Yeah, okay. Okay, this one, this one wasn't a hit. Okay. But I love this song. All right. Remember this? She's so young. Is that the She's name? so young by the pursuit of happiness. Oh wow! Oh man, I, I wouldn't have won that one on a bet. I, I couldn't have got that. This is on my. In a perfect world, this song would have been a big hit because I'm a sucker for power pop. Yeah. Oh, this is power pop. This is one of the ultimate power pop songs. It was produced by Todd Rundgren. Ah, and I remember ninety five point one playing this song. Did they? And it was like on the like five o'clock or something. They would play something funky. They would do a countdown, and number five was always kind of an off kilter song. And I thought they're throwing that in just to you know throw a bone. It's not even in the book. It didn't make the book. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) The pursuit of happiness. It's not. (laughs) Is the name of the band. Oh, the pursuit of happiness. P U R right? Yeah, but it might be the. I don't know. Oh, stop! I don't think it's the. I don't know if they do articles. What the the. The pr- I'll look under the. The list is only ten million, but I'll look at it. <laughs> but she's so young, man. That was a. I. I, I am a sucker. If you want to, uh, me and pop music, that would be my. That would be my poster. Yeah, there's no the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that band is. And I, I'm sitting here going, forgotten. okay, pursuit, pursuit. I know how to spell pursuit. Where the hell is it? P U R. P-U-R. I can spell pursuit. P-O-S. I'm proud of Wait myself. All right. Oh, oh my God. God. Pursuit. I'm sitting here thinking it's not P-E-R. It can't be it. <laughs> even, if, even if it's one of those funky spellings, it shouldn't be P-E-R. Uh, no, it goes, uh, let's see, Purify, Purple Rain, Purcell. James and Bobby Pur- Purify. Yeah, purify. Yeah. I'm your puppet. Yeah. Maybe a lot of programmers played that song just because they were puppets. Ah, hey, that? wait a minute. All right, you had Elton John in yours. Yeah, so play your Elton John. Yeah. This one's even more amazing. This is the most amazing one. This is one of, first one of the greatest songs ever, and it's ever, not, ever, ever. Yep. Yeah, Tiny Dancer, not Tony Danza. No. Once again, the Paul Buckmaster strings. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, lay me down, sheets of linen. And 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 no Casey play on that one because never played it. Forty one was the peak. Peaked at forty one. Forty one. How <laughs> the hell did that? Another song. It's too long. Oh, we can't edit that. It we took, can't play it. Yeah. How long did it take to get to that chorus? Long, Once again, yeah, again, it took a long time. It's the Elton John construction of a song. Well, that wasn't because he would come up and go, you know, oh, I, oh, you didn't like that one? How about this? Yeah. Bah, 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 
you know, so he could make a hit and then he could make great music. But you and I just consider that horse shit as an excuse. Yes. I mean, it just is. That song is incredible. It sure is. I think it's truly a song that's grown in stature in its time. And why wasn't Funeral for a Friend ever a single? Right. Well, you know, I mean, there was no hook, but it was too cool. But it was too damn good. Yeah, rock station. Once again, there was the the burgeoning rock stations. Yeah, they wanted to just chainsaw it. Yeah. And that was not a rock song. In With there, uh, Love Lies Bleeding in there. Yeah, yeah great yeah. stuff. Right. Okay, this song, this is the reason. This is a history, quick history lesson. How I got in so into music on the radio, Yeah. this might be the reason I became and got into programming a radio. Okay. Because so I would So you could count, play this? Maybe not to play it, because I wanted to, I, I started counting how many times I heard this song. Okay. I, I like this song a lot, and I was like, how how often do they play this song? Did they play like, it often or no? No, not enough. All right. And so I'm waiting for it, and I'd listen like for five hours, you know, and listen. Yeah. And then it got to the point I wasn't like, I need to hear it, because I taped it off the radio. Right. I was like, how long do they wait, because they're playing Lena Ronstadt every 45 minutes uh-huh. on that same song, and they're so playing Grand So this song Grand was Funk, in a lunar rotation. As we call them, the lunar rotation, yeah. once every 30 days. Yeah. And they would play it like it seemed like once a day, maybe. Oh, wow. So it didn't go anywhere. Oh, it wasn't wow. a huge hit, mm. and not that I'm saying it should have been, but this is just historic for me that I think this is a real catchy song, and country radios missed a point because they somebody could have covered this song and had a freaking And didn't monster. do it. Hadn't done it. Weird. I'm still waiting. Okay. When I retire, I'm going to well, record it. Don't hold your breath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, Leon Russell and his wife. Well, love got a hold on me. Oh, yeah. Is that Won't rainbow in your eyes? Yeah, okay. Where did that thing it peak? Oh, we got to find out. Because I remember... Our pop station at the time, 102.9 WIBY back in the Y103 days. Here you see, Mary comes on. I get that funny feeling just from being close to you. Wow. Rainbow in your eyes, 52. <laughs> See, and I used to hear it on the radio, so they 52. didn't just play the top 40. They played some songs they liked, well, but it, it was didn't a, go anywhere. 76? Yeah, good. 76? That was when I started writing down the number of times I would hear songs, yep. and then I started counting the groups I would hear on rock radio, and I started doing this. I, would, I was basically doing research for radio. See, you were doing that, and I was listening to my little AMGE clock radio. Yeah. Seeing what radio stations I could pick up at night on the AM band. Definitely. And I had a notebook, and I wrote them all down. I would I would do it listening for songs so I could write them down. Yeah, and I would always I would always write them down in amazement. I was in Syracuse, New York at the time, and I would I remember picking up the old APE on the AM. Right. Right at right at sundown. Right before they had they to switch to a the nighttime power change. Signal. Cleveland yeah. Wheeler was on at that time, and I remember him saying, "Maggie May." Then again, she may not. May not. Um, WWL out of New Orleans. I picked that up one night. I picked up CKLW out of Detroit. I had a whole list. I mean, a notebook of all the stations that I had picked up on that little AM clock radio without an antenna. It it was like an internal antenna. I know what you mean, yeah. And I was just, that's what I would do at night. And my mother would start knocking on the door. What the hell are you doing? Is your homework done? Yeah, homework's done. I'm in here playing radio. You're not listening to the radio, are you? Yes, I am. No, no, Mom. I just I just got that's drugs what, and women in here. And I was, As long as it's not the radio. <laughs> and I, yeah, the Hooters girls are coming over here in a few minutes. Let them in. Um, I had a notebook with a Budman sticker on the front of it. And that was my notebook to write down all the radio stations Don't you I was love picking that up. stuff you remember? <laughs> it's stupid stuff, but you no, do but remember it's it. great stupid stuff. <laughs> Budman. No, but- 
love that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna curb my list there. We'll have a part two of this. We and, need to, and I'll have it because yeah, we need to. I've got so I've got and I've got like a couple more, but I, I want to curb that list yeah. because I, I want to have a part two because I we think no these no we will amazing. have a part two and and we of course T Man and John at Gmail If there's a song that you really really liked and you're just you don't know where it peaked on the charts, you're curious though about it. We I mean we can do that too, right? And you can you know? of course you can Wikipedia something you thought was man Absolutely. was that a big hit and yeah. go damn it peaked at thirty five yeah and there's ju- just as many that you know about that we do right so we'd love to hear from you because uh, you know this is a this is a cooperative here we're like a it co-op is. absolutely we, we just have the the microphone and the bandwidth and but without you you know we're just two, two idiots at lunch yeah. basically well i think that's what we are anyway yeah, but yeah so, without but, the it's time oh, for rapid fire oh lord uh, got one for you okay go uh what's that <laughs> do you hamburger or taco oh burger right. don't I wrote this when I was hungry. Donuts or muffins? <laughs> it depends on the muffin, but I would say donut. What muffin would it have to be? Blueberry. Okay. I had a blueberry Or banana. Okay. Or banana. Okay. Yeah. You could be talked into another muffin. Yeah, okay. Remember the band called Martha and the Muffins? No. Okay. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned her. No, I don't think you should have. What school was Harper Valley with the PTA? Was it elementary, junior, or senior high? Oh God! I think it, I think it was high school, wasn't it? It was a junior high school. Okay, close enough. Jackson Five's first four singles went to number one. That's historic. Yep. How many number ones did they have after that? Oh, if I had to guess, I would say now the Jackson Five, not Michael Jackson solo. Not Michael, but the Jackson right. Five or the Jackson. After the first four songs. Yeah. Uh, probably two. The answer is zero. Oh, they didn't have any more. Dancing Machine picked a two. It sure did. Yeah, and that would have been the one I would have guessed. That would be, yeah, two. that was too. I was just uh, combing charts and saw that and went, Ah, uh, yeah. Well, how many? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Them. Yeah, so interesting. But they sold in the 70s or 1970 just by itself. Motown said they sold, because of the Jackson 5, they sold 10 million records that year. Wow. Yeah, in 70. In 1970. Which back then, you know, it's like, okay, when you hear that kind of stat, it's like, okay, there was nobody else. Right. I mean, really, there was nobody else. Yeah. They you own know? the joint. They they, own, oh, they sure did. They own 1970. And Barry and Gordy was grinning ear to ear. Yeah. They were selling albums. That's what's crazy, too. Yeah, they were. Because back then, you would have thought they would have been 45s only. And Woodstock and Joe Cocker and those kind of uh, burgeoning, uh, uh, you know, album rock, underground rock bands yeah. would be the ones selling out. No, Jackson 5 still kicking your butt on that chart, too. And you know, the one song of the Jackson 5 that I never understood how well it did on the pop chart. Now, I can understand the R&B chart, but the pop chart. How in the hell did Mama's Pearl go to number two? I love that song. Do you? Mama's Pearl. I, I mean, just, it's I just the same song, basically, yeah, as everything but I just, else. Uh, it was. I it mean, wasn't the love as you catchy save, as The Love You Save. The Love You Save is great. That, and well, I Want You Back. I Want You Back and ABC. Those are the three, and of course, I'll Be There. I'll those be there. are the number ones, right? Yep. And so those four, I would always still say, yeah, I think that was the peak of the Jackson 5 singles. I can't but believe I didn't that they didn't have Mama's another Pearl. number one. Give your heart a twirl of what you've been thinking. Ooh, ooh, my baby. That was when they were really just going with the formula there. Well, duh. And finding Wouldn't songs. you? But, yes. Yeah, Mama's Pearl 2. Never Gonna Say Goodbye 2. Love that song. Dancing Machine 2. Enjoy Yourself when they were the Jacksons. Six. Six. Very good. Oh, I can't believe I got that. Shake your body down to the ground, smart ass. Go ahead. 17. Nope. Hmm. You had the seven, right? Seven? Seven. Okay. 
Wow. Where was Lovely One? Where did that go? Because that's my favorite. You uh, know, I always loved Lovely One. It was very lovely. And it was the first one that had, it was the first time I ever heard the phrase, go on with your bad self. Bad self. 12. And when you hear that, and people are going with your bad self, I said, you know what? It can't, the one place I, rock on with, no, that was from, you know what? Rock on with your bad self. You know where that came from. Yeah, I do. That's Hang on. Hang on. Once again. It's time for Rapid Fire. Oh, Lord. So, I was just... Where did go on with your bad self come from? Where was the first time? What number Rock one on hit? Rock on with your bad self. Rock, what song did you hear for the first time in a number one hit? Rock on with your bad self. We're going to give you all 48 seconds for this. Oh, uh, shit. Now, I can't get it. Now you got this music playing in me and your I ear. know. I'm like, oh, bulletin, bulletin. This just in. That's what I'm hearing. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> film at 11. No, please no film at 11. <laughs> Break the camera. Um, oh. People are yelling at their podcast. I right know now. they are. They really They're are. Yelling they, at their podcast. They, they, Tony, you're such an idiot. Yeah. Maybe not saying that. Well, I think they are. Most oh, of maybe them are. Worse. Yeah, you're right. Maybe most worse. Of, you're right. Most of them. Um, <laughs> Rock on with your bad self. Rock on with your bad self. I know, and I I know the song. I can hear the li- I can hear it, but I just can't pull it out. Hit me. Go ahead. Do I dare? Yeah, go Rock ahead. Rock the boat. Damn it. Yeah, see? Freaking Hughes Corporation. Damn you, Hughes Corporation. Damn them. <laughs> oh. For phrase you never thought you'd say. I know. Ever, damn the much Hughes less Corporation. What the hell? Why, why is he so pissed at the Hughes Corporation? <laughs> what did they do? Well, you know, rock on with your bed. So were, that, there it is. I can, I, see? And oh. Roe, yeah. I mean, you even had the cadence. You even had I the did. melody in. I did. And I couldn't pull it out to save my freaking life. I do that all the time. Oh, damn I'll it. do that all the time. That pisses me it off. It was nice to have somebody else suffer the way I do normally. Well, I just did. Uh, boot, dude. And but you now, did it in but now you need to hit rapid fire for me because I got some for you, buddy. Oh, it's time yeah. for I forgot what goes yeah. around comes around. Damn Skippy. It ain't over till it's over. All right. The best Lenny Kravitz song is... It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, Are you kidding me? Did no, you make that up? I had it right there. Oh, that's funny as crap. Oh, that's funny as all crap. <laughs> oh, lordy. All right, smart guy. Who's, I don't know the answer to the next one. New shirt on. 17. Who sang the song Ariel? Dean Friedman. Yeah, geez, he did know. Damn it. My favorite Pet Shop Boy song is. I hope it's. I uh, hope it's. Uh, what have I done to deserve this? You are correct, sir. All right. Who sang backup on your Sylvain? Mick Jagger. He sure did. The least known top fifteen song for the Bee Gees was. Um, I I think bo- it's bo- their Boogie Child. Oh, you God! You nailed that too. <laughs> Damn it, man! Yeah, I went to. I uh, how how high did it go? Thirteen. Oh, good, you missed one. Amazing. Jeez, it went to twelve. <laughs> oh, my favorite Lenny Kravitz song. Yes. Can you guess it? It ain't over till it's over. No, not that one. That's yours. Fly away. No, but a good song though. Um, is it the first one? Let love rule. Uh uh-uh. uh No, give it to me then. Are you gonna go my way? Oh God! Great See, I song. forget that man. What I love a great that song. Ninety three. What a great song. Yes, that is a that's a thumper, man. Another song that probably didn't do shit on the charts. Let me look that one up. Lenny Kravitz co-wrote a song for uh, funny Mick Jagger was an answer. Yeah, is that uh, Mick Jagger did a solo album called is it Goddess at the Doorway? Kind of an unknown song, but I I, che- I uh, got that album and I'm listening to it. And he had a Lenny Kravitz song on it. And Lenny, God gave me everything I want. Is a song. Yeah. 
And I remember that. That song rocked. And yeah. Lenny, Lenny co-wrote it and I think played on it and whatever. And there was another great, he covered a U2 song or Bono gave him a song to do. And Mick Jagger had a pretty good solo album there. Mm. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to go my way? Didn't, didn't chart. Pop, pop wise. Right, way too rocking. Yeah, way too rocking. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's too, it's too. Uh, yeah, it's what? Heavy. Yeah, okay. I'd say the word heavy. All right. Okay. Because I'm not, a, I've never, I've never programmed pop radio, so I'm just saying heavy yeah. because yeah. Okay. it seemed like those pop programmers don't like heavy too much. You know, I, I yeah, don't get me started. I just, <laughs> you know, songs that should have been hits that never were. Yeah. It's, I know. it's time oh, for rapid fire. What are you doing? Rock on with your bad self. What song do we find that in? <laughs> Take your boat and sail away. Will you get the hell out of here? Oh. <laughs> Oh, God, I crap. thought we were friends. Yeah, we are. I thought that's we were. Can, that's why I can do that to you. All right, so we need to have some freak mail here. Oh, we got freak mail? We got some freak mail. Son of a gun. We got a couple. got to find it. Where's that guy yeah. laughing? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, it's time to check the freak mail. He was, he's still uh, laughing at you not being able to get the Hughes Corporation. Yeah, I got your boat right. I got your dinghy right here. How about that? Uh, BG, Speak our buddy Bill. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Bill knows a lot of stiff, so he wanted to contribute today. Um, <laughs> he actually gave us 10, and I was like, Son of a gun. what is this? What, what, he I thinks, cut my list short and Bill, because we I had know, to right? let Bill in. Well, we're just going to rip through it. We're not going to play any hooks. Okay. And that might make him mad, but I don't give a shit. Bill, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Bill. Uh, only Happy When It Rains, but Garbage is on his list, which... <laughs> Okay. Was that even a single? Uh, yeah, it went to 55. Wow. I, I said Bill knows the stiffs, so <laughs> I, I mean that. I like Shirley Manson. I do uh, like her song. I yeah. like her singing. I like Stupid Girl. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sexy MF by Prince. Oh, yeah. And went to 66. Well, uh, we kind of see how that one went. Well, it. duh. Yeah. I mean, the censorship on that, of course. <laughs> uh, Tears for Fears. I, I, but I wish it would have gone to 39 just so Casey would have had to say it. Here's Sexy MF Sexy by Prince. Sexy MF. Yeah. Yeah. Pale Shelter by Tears for Fears. Oh, man. Yeah. Pulling dig, pulling these, bro. Big time. Closer to Fine, Indigo Girls. Love that song. Here the, I am. Yeah. yeah. Great, 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 great All song. I Want Is You, You Too. Yeah. That was a stiff at Bill, 83. I'm on, I'm on both of those, yeah. bro. Here, here's my favorite of the ones on his list. Another Love A Hole In Your Head by Prince. I thought for sure yeah. should have made the top 40. Me too. That was on the, the Parade album. It was on the Parade album, yep, with uh, Girls and Boys and Mountains. Mm-hmm. That album just was a brick. Well, except the movie, for Kiss. Yeah, Kiss was huge. But the movie sucked. Oh, that was from Under the Cherry Moon. Oh, yeah, it was awful. We did the premiere in Daytona Beach. I think 30 people showed up. Really? Well, I mean, the theater wasn't full. Let's put it that way. Because uh, it wasn't Purple Rain. Oh man, you want to know? You want to hear? Uh, is he done with that list? Uh, Tiny dancers on there. Uh, then the Cure, pictures of you. Wow. Yeah, I like that. Learning to fly, Pink Floyd. Love that song. And he got this one really, really wrong. He said, "Love, uh, love will find a way." By yes, only went to 73. Wrong. Went to thirty. Really? Yeah, I, rem- I thought I remember that in the top. Four. Yeah, but that was that was a. I always liked that song. But then again, they were trying. They were riding that wave. Yep. They hit "Owner of a Lonely Heart" and that was huge. Went mm-hmm. to number one. Then they tried "Love Will Find a Way" and that and even "Rhythm of Love" after that. Oh my gosh! I couldn't have told you the yes hits after. Yeah. Well, after- that was uh, that went to forty. <clears throat> so that that barely yeah that barely made it. Um, that's 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 true. So what story Never were you gonna of, say? You were gonna say oh, uh, premieres. You know when you get you know we give away those Movie premieres. Premiere, oh all yeah, the time. yeah yeah yeah. And usually it's uh in, usually it's you know it's pretty uh close to your demographic. It's supposed to be. And so 
Sometimes. We had, you know, our radio station, it's a, you know, we're a country station, yeah. family right. oriented. Yep. Uh, nothing more than really, I mean, the occasional PG right. kind of stuff. Right. Is how about how we do it, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had this screening, uh, the <laughs> world premiere of, or whatever you call it, sneak preview. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Midnight Sun. This is Sean Connery. And um, I can't tell you the rest of the movie. I have no idea what uh, the movie was about. Yeah. Somebody died in it, I think. Okay, well, there you go. Okay. But the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing they kept showing over and over. Of what? Were, were people having sex and choking each other at the same time. You know, that kind of thing, that kind of evident, the way What's-His-Face died, uh, Carradine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was, you know, that kind of freaky thing that you're doing when you're choking somebody. When, okay. Okay, that kind of. The whole freaking movie was that way. And we had families there. Now, now the now I got to say the screening was R. Okay. We screwed up by not going. Hey, this is an R-rated uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. Don't go bringing your eight-year-old in here. Right, right. We're there watching it, having no idea the whole movie is going to be showing over and over. The scene where somebody dies is is the sex scene, and they're showing it over and over oh, while you know they're getting choked. I don't remember that movie. Well, it's, it should be forgotten. It's a horrible movie. <laughs> it was poor. It was poorly done, and then it's really bad when you have like a nine-year-old in front of you. And, oh. and the, at the screening, we're like, "Ma'am, are you going to take this baby out of here?" Wow. Are, are you? T- I am. I'm about to grab your child and save its did life. Did people leave during the movie? I have a. F- they had to. If we did, we yeah. left toward the end. We're, I mean, we left. You know, seven or eight times of watching this woman die by you know oh, that, that wow. way. You're like that. That was big recall in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm. Always. That's the only one I think of, and I think bad, bad world premiere. Wow. No yeah. kidding. Uh, cousin Leah sent in her list. Tiny hey. dance. Tiny dancer was on hers too. I love it. How about that? I love it. Yeah. Uh, you can't always get what you want by the Stones. Which should be yeah. That was a, more of a rock track. They it was Rebel was Yell, but Rebel Yell. Now you hear that everywhere. I think you hear that in Walmart. Mo, mo, mo. You know. Yep. Yeah, and that didn't make the forty. Now that was early. That was before. Uh, that was before um, uh, Eyes Without a Face. Okay, we got to go have this guy on one time. Who's that? Louis Newman's calling me right now. Is he? Louis Newman. Where is he? Is he, he local? Louis's in L.A. right now. Oh, is he? What's he doing in L.A.? Louis, Louis in L.A. Louis L.A. Re- Louis. Louis's retired. Yeah. Louis's retired record rep. Yeah. And we got to get him on the show. The character of Artie Fufkin by Paul Schaefer in based Spinal Tap, based on that guy. Oh no way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Louie, we got to get him on the show. And you talk to Louie for 10 minutes and you'll totally get it. Okay. John, Johnny boy, uh, every, everything's great. Uh, everything's groovy? wonderful. Does he say groovy? He does. Uh, I figured that. Even in, up until he retired a few years ago, he was, everything's groovy, everything's great. <laughs> wow. Having a seance or something next There's door? Something, next, uh, people out in the hall are just, they're having a conference, I think. I don't know what's going on. It's a conference call in the hallway. Did they cater it? I, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> we'll be there soon. We're on our way. Two others on Leah's list. Landslide, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Yes, I love that song. Great and, song. And that was more of a rock track. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But then, here, here's another one. Everybody knows, and it didn't chart worth a damn, huh. and I'm going to look it up just to make sure, even though I don't, I, I, I trust what you're saying, Leah. But I'm going to look it up anyway. What? It's the end of the world as we know it. I don't think it. I don't think it hit top forty. Uh, no, she's right. It went to sixty nine. Yeah, 
I remember that. Yeah. I remember I was looking at charts at the time when that album came out. I always like Radio Free Europe. That didn't do squat either. No, that was way too bad. That was before that was REM very was on early. the radio. That was that their first was, single. It was very early. I think early. it was their first single. It was, well, according to this book. They yeah. were on Letterman. I remember them, that's the first time I saw REM, they were on Letterman singing Radio Free Europe. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I remember thinking, I like this guy. I yep. like these guys. And plus, they were from yep. Athens. So I went, yep. cool, I got to check these guys out. And they yeah. became my, probably one of my favorite bands of the oh, I know. 80s and 90s. Yeah, and John's playing Al Green on the radio and <laughs> REM's in the Q speaker. <laughs> and I walk in and I'm like, what the And hell? I love them both. Baby. Who is this dude? And I love them both. And what are you on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Misheard Lyrics is going to be the next episode in two weeks. Misheard freaking lyrics once again. T Man and John at gmail.com. We want your songs. And I know, I know my wife has a doozy for that one too. Oh, really? She always does. I don't know where she hears this shit. It's like there's it's just, there's left field. Uh, and then there's and Kim. And then there's the, the bleachers. Yeah, and then there's in Kim. Left, and then you go up into the upper she, deck. She's. And then out, no. out back in the, and the, the snack machine behind the upper deck in left field. That's where her songs uh, are. Let's put it this way if you're in Kansas City, have you ever been to Kansas City? No. The two ballparks, baseball and football, are right next door to each other. Right. I mean, right next door to each other. They don't even share a parking lot, but they're that close. She's out there in one of those. <laughs> if there's a baseball game being played, she's in the football parking lot. She's in Chief Stadium. By I-70. Arrowhead. And the, I-70, is that there? I think that's the interstate that runs Could right be. by there. Yeah, she's she's just near. She's probably on the shoulder of the interstate. I think <laughs> it is funny when you go. Here's what Kim heard. I'm like, I'm just I brace myself every time. I know because it's I hilarious. My, I brace myself too when she says, "You know what I heard? Oh boy, here we go. Here we go again. Here, here's more stuff for the show. <laughs> we call it show prep. You might call it marriage. We call yeah, it show prep. We sure do, and we love every second second of it. Heck yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, enjoy it. Yep. <laughs>